Season 1, Episode 23, The Rounder Report. That's news to me, of course, in a sense. So that would be, <laughs> that's news to me, Episode 3. Well, it would be Episode 3, so I can't say that's news to me too. Uh, it's news to me 3. News to me 3. Yes, and uh, where in 10 minutes or less we will uh, look at what's in the news of the day and... Uh, uh, get so on with it, we're down already 30 and get seconds in, it. aren't we? So on. we're already 30 seconds in, so your start of the 10, your 10 minutes starts, uh, half a minute to go. Simon can't stop talking. A new study. Well, that's it, you see, verbal diarrhoea, mate. Off you go, come Verbal diarrhoea. Um, apparently, daily multivitamins may help improve brain function in older people, if you can remember where you put them. So what do we think about uh, all these things that come up to, 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 to that we think we can improve uh, the, the, the avoidance of dementia, Alzheimer's and so forth? You know, I mean, it's been suggested multivitamins, Sudoku, uh, all these. What do we make of this? What do we make of this? Do you think uh, this is just another load of... Bull? A lot of it is psychosomatic, isn't it? But I think, especially for things like Alzheimer's, they were saying things like exercise, going for a walk, doing puzzles, reading, not being seated too much in a day, all helps with things like dementia. Right, okay. But in terms of multivitamins, I think it really depends on the quality of the of the supplements that you get, because some of it is just rubbish and nonsense and some of it might actually have some sort of uh health benefits and value that positive health like now they're talking about for example there are a lot of mushroom types um reishi lion's mane and other types which are supposed to be very good for your cognitive uh abilities okay so now i'm interested okay so they're they're called nootropics nootropic um medicines Oh. Which benefit? Which benefit? See, I've the never mother. heard of these mushrooms. I'm familiar more with your sort of chestnut sh- and shitake. Shitake. <laughs> shitake. <laughs> um, yeah, they're less and, common, uh, less common varieties, magic, but they're supposed to be, and magic, but which are supposed to be very good for your cognitive abilities. Oh, okay. They help repair certain synapses in the brain and stuff like that. Yeah. Really? And where where would you get? These mushrooms, I want to get from uh, you can go to any sort of um natural food type place like Holland and Barrett's, or you can go online and you can find nootropic supplements. But specifically, things like lion mane, reishi are the two big ones, and then there are others. Cordyceps are another one which is supposed to be very good for your for your brain function as well. Wow. Okay. Well, uh, but that's brain function. That's not for the rest of your body. Obviously, you should be taking a range of vitamins if you feel that it's of benefit and you think that it's working for you. Then go for it. Okay. Well, fish oils and things like that. But then you have to be careful where you get the fish oil from. You should get it from krill because krill contains less mercury. Because obviously, a lot of fish consume mercury. Yeah. You know, and you've got to be careful about heavy metals in your system and things like that. Of course. Like if you have, like even obviously from a while back, I'm talking about when they would put um, uh, mercury fillers in your teeth, for example, 
yes, I've had the issues. And then sometimes they start to decay. It leaches into your blood. That can be bad. Yeah. So if you have mercury fillings, you should ideally try and find a way to get those removed and replaced with more modern versions of. But I mean, there's lots of things you can do. But I'd say a lot of the stuff you can get online is usually rubbish. It's one of those things that you've got to pay the money. So you've the, got, yeah. the, the real McCoy, if you like, that's going to do you've, some good. It's going to cost. It's going to cost you a bit of money. Okay. Um, but for your health, it's worth it, I guess. Interesting thing, because uh, I think I mentioned um, before I uh, had a hospital appointment yesterday, damn little flies keep appearing from everywhere. You know? They were very irritating little bastards. Get um, on with it. Um, anyway, uh, yes, it's cutting into our valuable time. Um, I had this hospital appointment, and uh, we were talking in general terms, and I mentioned the fact that to take one of those sort of fizzing vitamin C supplements um, every day. Like a Barocca uh, or like a, other kind of fizzy... Uh, other kind of, yes. Um, fizzy vitamin C things you can drink. And the consultant at the hospital said, Oh, no, stop. Straight away, stop. And, uh, and this was only yesterday, and I went, uh, how come? How come I thought that, that it was like, no, it's, uh, and I said, well, what, what, what's going on here? It's just, it's, frankly, it's part of the great lie that somehow taking a vitamin C supplement like that is going to do you any good. In actual fact, it's more likely to, uh, the acidity levels in it in a thousand milligrams of vitamin C is likely to more do harm than good because of the impact on the kidneys. And it's the first time I've ever heard uh, this that 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 uh, and so that was the consultant at the hospital. So, um, but you can still take vitamin C in another form and it will be fine. Well, I suppose a good, healthy, balanced, and varied diet, or a non-fizzy vitamin C supplement, um, providing it wasn't a thousand milligrams. Because the problem isn't the fizz; it's the ascorbic acid, which is obviously right. vitamin C, and the concentration of it, the amount of it in one hit rather than it going through your digestive system and being yeah, sort of sure. plucked a little bit at a time. So there you go. Uh, vitamin C, fizz or otherwise, supplements aren't that good for you and they don't really do anything. They do bugger all. You tend to, to as I said, you, you get extraction from, from a healthy diet and any excess, because it's a water-soluble vitamin, you would pee out anyway. The majority the, ends up... Yeah, the mushroom exactly. thing is kind of interesting. Uh, but uh, obviously with uh, these kind of news, it's a bit like the old statins uh, thing. It's, it's uh, who's promoting. Yeah. So there we go. Have we, 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 we have sort of under 10 minutes there. On to the next one. Then. On to the next one. So I thought for our, our next little, uh, um, there we go. So don't take your vitamin C, get out the cabbages, the carrots and all the other bits and pieces and cook yourself a balanced, varied and healthy diet. So uh, what do we think about the protests? The behaviour of the police towards the protesters uh, that are protesting uh, you know, around the the um, I say the morning of, of uh, Her Majesty the Queen. Um, I think 
someone was arrested, weren't they, for, for holding up a blank sheet of paper and another one saying, not my king. What do we think about this? People should have the right to protest in any form they choose, shouldn't they? Even if it's unpleasant. Totally Admittedly, agree. it might be in bad taste, which I can understand that side of it. Yeah. But to arrest someone seems a bit excessive. Well, yes. The, other, the other thing we were, going, we were talking about was obviously there was that one gentleman who, um, as Prince Andrew was walking behind the procession, decided from the side stands to scream, dirty old man, again and again. And then the police bundled Referring him. Referring to Andrew. Prince Andrew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they very quickly dispatched him and took him away and arrested him for breach of the peace. Okay, do you think that was a legitimate now, is that, arrest? Is, now, is where, that, where is that? So is that excessive? Was that too far? Is it a statement of somewhat fact? Because obviously, you know... Well, it is it's, 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 it's getting that way, isn't it? It's, it's kind guess, of but I guess expressing hasn't... a point of view about all the, the case that took place with Epstein. But he wasn't actually accused. Well, he was accused, he was but accused, he wasn't... But he wasn't, you, you know, well... Twelve million goes a long way. With no, but it's my point. He, yeah. But there was never any kind of criminal case that was put no, forward. No, but it's still a form of protest. So therefore, uh, under other circumstances, if it had been somebody else and he was heckling them in the street saying, "Yeah, oh, you dirty old man," would they have been arrested? Or is it only because it, it was uh, directed at a royal during the yeah. time of uh, of mourning? That public force morning that you yeah. that you have to just toe the line. What do you make about the people who were, were questioned, questioned, I say, uh, by the police for, for holding up a blank sheet of paper? Um, I mean, here we go. It was uh, controversy over a number of protesters having been removed by the police or arrested. Um, you've had the Labour leader, um, Sir Keir Starmer, uh, suggesting that um, people who wish to protest against them should do should respect those mourning the Queen and not ruin their opportunity to express their private thanks. What do we think about it? Is it disres- do you think it's a bit disrespectful? Do you think it would have been better a protest for another day, not to to, to sort of how can I put it? Uh, well, when 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 is a good day? Because I'm assuming you won't do it on the day of the funeral, because that would truly be yeah. a different level of disrespect if you were to do that. I can understand that. But we're leading up to, yes. you know, there's not a specific, this isn't a specifically important day. And protests have to have some, uh, yeah. surely some, some, some uh, you have to have the sensible timing, because otherwise it's sort of like, uh, there's no point. No, no, people who were complaining about that last month, why, yeah. why are you doing it here? It's, it, you know, there has to be some relevance. The whole point is that it was so, a, that day was as good a platform as any to do a protest. There were people out and about. There's media all over the place. If you're going to make a statement, it would be exactly. seen. Exactly. And the, there's no point doing a protest if no one sees or hears about it. No, so exactly. We should, agree. we should respect people's right to protest and to make a statement, even if it goes against the status quo. Yeah people shouldn't then be arrested for the protest, as long as they didn't impede the procession or they didn't do anything to sort of do harm to others. Yeah. Then what's the problem? 
Well, we're supposed to be a, great, we're supposed it, to be a free society. It, it doesn't look very free. No, it looks like when, we're sort of uh, planting a boot on people's heads because we don't want them to. Yes, because we expect that they should all be behaving in a certain way, which of course goes back to what we said before about um, not all of us managing cheer. the programming on television has kind of been not all of changed. us choose to defer to the royalty, no, exactly. or to the monarchy, exactly. Um, uh, There's a question. Are we British citizens or a British subject? Excuse me, for hundreds of years, they didn't defer to themselves much. They were chopping each other's heads off willy-nilly. Yeah. So are we citizens or are we subjects? And mm. there seems to be a bit of a blurred line. Blurred line between it. Yes. Um, personally, I, I, uh, there's a certain side of me that thinks, well, well it's a bit... It's a bit thoughts. And of course, there's a lot of people who protest just for the sake yeah. of protesting. They have no real reason or long-term determined cause to protest for a particular on a particular subject. But they have it's a right as anyone to, else just to just to be there. Yes. Even if they're not actually there for any particular purpose. Yes. If their intention is to go out onto the street and hold up a sign, go for it. Yeah. Who am I to tell you otherwise? Just um, don't glee yourself to the motorway do you, and prevent traffic to go past because that's just really flipping them off. Well, that would be a breach of the peace, wouldn't it? Um, but is yeah. standing you're there with to, a banner saying, not happy, my king, or you're happy Andrew to, is a knobhead. But you're, not happy exactly... to, you're happy to leave those environmentalists in the street for yeah. hours negotiating with them to try and remove them. Yeah. But as soon as someone holds up a white, a white piece of paper, with nothing on you it, you rip them off the street. The question that then. It it, does seem, that doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does seem uh, a little excessive. Well, there we go. Uh, how, how are we doing on there? Are we? Don't uh, worry about the time. Just on. We are ripping, one. ripping through this, uh, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, as a quick aside to this, before we leave the subject entirely, because I think we've all uh, uh, we're all losing the will to live if this goes much on much longer. Um, with the few more arrangements and so forth. Uh, what do you make of the sort of cancellations of sporting events and, and uh, all these different kind of things happening? Even some air flights, I gather, have been cancelled for Monday um, because it's supposed to be a national holiday. Do you not think that at a time of economic crisis that that's actually a little bit foolish to, to, to uh, curtail the opportunity for businesses to to um, uh, gain a little bit of revenue, at least. We've been told to mourn, so whether we like it or not, we just have to accept it. There's nothing we can do about it. We can't change the course of any of this. No. We've been told we're all going to mourn for the next 11 days, no, no, no. and if people are put out by it, well, then tough luck, and that's where we are. Tough titty, eh? Tough shit. There we go. Next. Uh, so, on to the uh, third and final... Uh, Not final, because we can get another well, two we in there. we can get another few subjects in, yes. Um, uh, this, is, this is, it's news to me, turbocharged. News to me, turbocharged. That's, yes, uh, I'm 61 and turbocharging it. So, what do we think, then? Um, uh, 
it, it looks as though there's been a bit of a turnaround of fortunes in the Ukraine-Russia war, with uh, Russia having been pushed uh, back and out of an area, apparently, according to last night's news, the size of Kent. <laughs> Sorry, but, you know, I failed to, to kind of be able to get my head round the meaning of why the, the analogy was something the size of Kent. The Ukrainian forces are claiming 6,000 kilometres. 6,000 square kilometres. 6,000 square kilometres. And how many many square kilometres have Russian, has Russia taken over the course of the past six months, excluding Crimea? 3015. Can we we give a number? Can I tell you? Uh, Well, you can give me a number. I can give you a number. You probably tell me I'm lying. Well, no, no, I won't tell you you're lying. It's Uh, about... I'll just keep it to myself. (laughs) Go on. Go on. They claim on average it's around 320,000 kilometres worth of land. Square kilometres. Square kilometres. So there's a little way to go. They've got a little way to go to get the rest of their country back. But it definitely was a Ukrainian victory. It's the first time I've ever said that, but I will say that that 100% Ukraine... Well, first of all, Ukraine tried a similar tactic um, further south. Yes. And it was a complete failure. That was never mentioned in the media. And a lot of people lost their right. lives. Okay. I can't remember which town it was, but they tried to do they tried to do a counteroffensive. It was a bust. It didn't work. A lot of people died and it was a mit- unmitigated failure. They've now again tried in the east yes. and they were much more successful trying to uh, claiming that they sort of got 6,000 kilometers back. It's probably not quite that much, but it's still a victory. Get away. Sorry. But, <laughs> but um, oi, easy. Sorry about that. So, uh... But so, <laughs> but so the, 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 issue, the, the, um... the, issue, the issue is that while this is a short-term victory, you have to wait and see what the response is from the Russian side. Because I think Russia, their aim was to push further south into Odessa, yeah. They had moved a lot of their military personnel from the east in order to focus on the south. I think now there's kind of a period of sort of quiet where they're sort of regenerating their forces and then there'll be another push soon, we have to assume. <laughs> <laughs> it's when you open your hand. No, 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 no. There's, yeah, I thought I had that uh, and now it's flying somewhere over there. Bloody thing, I've had two this morning. Anyway, Anyway, yes. So, short-term victory for Ukraine. How much of a success it really is, who knows? But the media is definitely pushing it as a a Russian defeat, a kick in the the teeth. Uh, Putin's going to reverse his, his entire course and decide to... To back off totally, probably nonsense. What do, what do you make of, make of this uh, so-called letter from from officials out of both Moscow and St. Petersburg, uh, or as um, unfortunately MSN News made the terrible um, error, instead of putting St. Petersburg, they wrote St. Peterborough. Uh... <laughs> close enough. <laughs> close enough. 
it's several thousand miles uh, the wrong direction. <laughs> um, and uh, but there's supposedly calling for Mr. Putin's removal because um, he he's locked us back to pre pre um, you know pre perestroika was it you know pre ninety two levels back to the Cold War. And Russia being vilified, and uh... they've always been okay. Let's make it clear: Russia's always been vilified. Yes, so it's Peterborough. We so yeah. <laughs> yeah Between the US and Europe, yes, we always need to have a boogeyman. And well, if it's it, human and if, nature, isn't it? To no, not, not really. I don't think so. It seems to be part of like political. It seems to be part of policy now. Yeah. Because if you don't have a boogeyman, if you don't have an enemy, then you can't, you can't, you can't advance. You can't advance militarily. You can't advance economically because you need to have someone to compete against. Yeah. And if it wasn't the war on terror, it but was it was the Soviet Union. Then it was us, then it was Russia. Now it's going to be China. Don't us as humans grow up right from childhood, especially in the West. I can't speak for America. We grow up being lied to almost from the moment that we can understand anything. Having popped out of the womb, first it's well, the propaganda. It's Christmas is Father Christmas. It's the Tooth Fairy. It's this, that, and the other. And then as we get older, it's you know a little bit older. It's the Boogeyman, and it's this, that, and the other. And then that, as we get to adulthood, the Boogeyman, if you like, is is uh, um, well the the Tooth Fairy is, is like the Queen supposedly, and uh, the Boogeyman is is usually the leader or or, or another. Entirety of a country. The common, the commoner it's has to be nature. The commoner has to be in constant fear, right? Because if we're not in constant fear, we can't be controlled. It's a very interesting point. There we go. Because if we had nothing to worry about, yeah, we wouldn't listen to what the government had to say. It's because we feel that we need to have the government there to help right. us, support us, to keep us so safe, to, act, words, as our def- to it, act as our defender, it, yeah. to act as our economic. They'd have no reason to exist. Uh, Precisely uh, so right. So they create the need. Precisely right. Um, and bear in mind, you look at you look at the size of the Russian economy, for example. Yes, it's, it's only one, about two or three percent of it's the global. One, it's one. Well, at least compared to the US. Yes. It's one thirteenth. One thirteenth of the of size the US of the US economy. economy. Uh, so that's who the, exactly? About the size of Minnesota. <laughs> Who are we fighting against? We're fighting against an economic power which is much, much weaker than us. Even if they do have, you know, one of the largest military... Third largest army in the world. Third largest army in the world. But based on 80s technology, for the most part, they do have some very advanced systems which which are are coming into play. But they're also starting to find out how much of them have been lied about. (laughs) It's just just been money going, oh, yes, it's brand new. Let me have that one. But they also also have one nuclear nuclear weapon that could destroy our entire country if they wanted to. Well, yes, but given... And that's that's not a tooth. This is not the tooth fairy talking. No, but given... They they have a weapon capable of destroying England. Given the reliability of the the weapon, could easily end up landing on themselves. No, 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 no. No, no, no. It's a sobering thought. Because their nuclear armaments are far more advanced than any of ours. Well, I... I, No, 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 Simon. 
I think there's a theory no, I no, wouldn't like it's, it's, to test. It's not one. Frankly. But it's not a theory, unfortunately. It's uh, France. Oh. They have armaments that could destroy our country in one hit. Gotcha. Right? So yeah. they're not using it because it would no. essentially mean, you know, mutually assured destruction, which you'll understand. But the capability is there. They just choose not to use it. Okay. And that's the only leverage that they have. Right. It's not it's not their economic or military threat. It's the fact that they have thousands of nuclear armaments, you know, because of the Cold War, because we wanted to create an enemy, that they were forced into this, you know, weapons weapons arms race. Yeah. Which allowed them to have such a huge amount right. of armaments. You know, so we kind of stupidly find ourselves in a position now where we've armed a country which didn't need to be armed to that to that level, but here we are, and so there's nothing much we can do about it. Yes, and well, of course, the law of unintended consequences. Exactly. Oh well, I'm sure well there'll be plenty more time to discuss the the because I, I don't imagine this conflict is going to end anytime soon. Yeah. I think we we and that's not in fact that's not what people were saying right at the beginning. Yes. People were saying, okay, this will be over and done with within a month or two. But by the looks of it, this is going to drag on for a long, long time. And we haven't heard the end of this at all. All right, we've got one more. Right, so um, I thought we'd probably, um, we seem to, to, now COVID has kind of uh, gone off the radar. It's, it's fell rapidly down the pecking order of news um, of late, um, what with the war in Ukraine, the energy crisis, and then the Queen's death. Uh, Oddly, by the way, they were saying in the US numbers have gone up, and it's now affecting the um, it's affecting employment because a lot of people are coming are not going to work and are calling off sick, and it's actually affecting the service economy. Well, I'm still coming across quite a lot of people here. Uh, telling me, uh, oh no, I was ill last week with coronavirus. Um, I mean, uh, is it by and large, do you think is, I mean, let's just have a look at where we are with the cases. Um, this is of what? COVID-19 cases, uh, confirmed reinfections. I mean, don't get me wrong. Um, at 2nd of September, daily ca- uh, 2022, daily cases, um, the reinfection rate was 24.7, 25%, a quarter of all cases are reinfected. Are a reinfection this is like cases. second or third second time. Second or third time, like myself, who, who keep... Who keep uh, I know a friend of mine who's scored it four times, but he also works in the bar, so maybe that's understandable. Right. I mean, let's just have a look at... Uh, let, let's have a look at... Uh, for example, let's see if we can have a look at some figures here for, for say, where, where numbers are. Um, this is uh, seven days to the 3rd of September. So it's a couple of weeks ago, but um, we would expect this. The news is kind of a little. And it's done by almost city by city. But um, it, it's kind of still... That's good. It's kind of some examples. Uh, well, we've got um, uh, let's let's avoid Scotland for a moment. No offence, Scotland, but let's uh, move a little closer to 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 home. Um, sick man of Europe. The sick man of Europe. Um, but there we go. You see, so take Harrogate for example. There's only sixty five cases in that week, 
Um, it, and it seems to have dropped. If you look, town by town, uh, here, Blackpool, 50, uh, 49, 48. So similar numbers, by the looks of it, right across the country. Uh, and interestingly, um, Northern Ireland, zero. Zero mm -hmm. across most... Well, here you go. Uh, Antrim, Newton Abbey, uh, Armagh, Derry, Lisbon, Middles to Belfast, Causeway Coast and Glens, Fermanagh, Omar, Mid and East Antrim, Nuri, Morn and Down, Erds and North Down, if I've pronounced it correct. All, all in that work uh, week at zero. So we have to assume it's got something to do with the fact that sort of over the summer you'd assume that cases would be lower and we really have to wait and see come end of October, November when the temperatures really start to fall. Yes. And people really do start becoming more ill, seasonal flu if that comes back. Well, they're expecting like a bad flu season because I believe in uh, Australia it's been pretty bad uh, in their winter. So I think the the anticipation is yeah. that, that we're going to have a really bad flu season. Here. But obviously it's worse, um, right? Because... Do you think we're going to end up in a, uh, going around in a circle with a big We've got winter four. wave, or do you think we, that coronavirus is largely a spent force in we've terms got, of we've got a problem. killing people? in that now with this whole cost of living thing and people not knowing exactly what their bills are going to look like, let's say, second quarter, December, yeah. so last quarter, fourth quarter of December, if people are questioning whether or not to turn their heating on... Yes, and they're as we all are. ...and they're preparing to potentially stay at home in a potentially cold, cold home or yeah. colder home than usual... Yes. and they use other means to warm themselves, whatever that might be, the likelihood that you're going to get sicker goes up. Of course it does. So it's, it's greatly increased. So you might have the twofold effect. Not only will flu come back as it usually does, we don't know what effect that will have with the COVID virus either. But then to add to the equation, people won't be heating their homes as much, which would lead you to be more susceptible to them getting ill. Yeah, we might have we might have greater numbers than we've seen previously. Do you think the actual uh, or potentially virus itself or potential now mutation is... again? Yes, it could with mutate more, if... with, with more people getting ill, yeah. it might mutate again. Is would it, it would likely it, would it to mutate a would it more vicious way, exactly. or is it, it, it as we've seen so far running that quite which, difficult yeah. path? Which way will of, it go? Of greater numbers. But a weakening... Less in, fatality. Uh, yeah. In, yeah. But, but we, we don't know, ultimately. So we could be going around in yet another big circle. Because surely, you know, part of the issue of the current crisis we find ourselves in is, is uh, as a consequence of coming out of big lockdowns, the big sort of COVID thing, and how that's affected supply chains and, and the like. Um, you know, presumably are, we'll just keep the whole thing going around in a big bloody sense. People are a lot less cautious now. People really aren't wearing masks all that often. Even, no, it does even, tend to... even when we came back from the US, you know, they they note that um they they do they do a um a message on the intercom. Yeah. You know, they say you are no longer mandated to wear a mask. However, those that choose to 
please go ahead. And then they ask for respect yeah. for those people who choose to run those who don't, well, like, that you sort of respect each other's decisions and not make any comment. I can tell you ahead of my next so trip. There was like six of us that I carried with on the plane that wore a mask, including me and, me and, the rest me and Justine. Yeah. But most other people didn't. Um, I can tell you ahead of our trip uh, to Spain that it is uh, still a requirement to wear it at Spanish airports, still a requirement to wear it in certain shops, pharmacies, doctors, surgeries, etc., etc., etc. I'm not sure about the gyms. Uh, because gyms in Spain, it was mandatory last year to wear a mask. And trust me, trying to work out in a mask is pretty yeah. impossible. Um, we attempted it once. It's good for off. your CO2 levels. Uh, Increases your lung capacity. Yeah, but it's not, it's, 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 it's not great for you. Because as soon as you start breathing deep, you do breathe in some of the very small fibres that are on these masks. So it, it, the, the, the same time, it might be good for one thing. It's bloody awful for you, the condition of your respiratory tract generally. Um, I've never been convinced by the mask thing, but there you go. Um, and it seems that I th from what I was reading, that it is still a requirement to wear it on the plane. Uh Maybe there's a difference between international flights and European flights. And yes. Um, so, um, but don't get me wrong. Yes, I, I, I've started to wear masks less here. I've no longer wear one when I go to the supermarket, although I still choose to go when it's empty. Um, I had to wear one when I walked into the hospital yesterday. In fact, the big fuss was made over it. But when I sat with the consultant, him and I actually took our masks off. So it's kind of uh, it's kind of a bit all over the place, and I, um, and, and don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, when I was diligently wearing a mask, is when I ended up with COVID four times. So um, <laughs> I'm less than convinced that it did any favours at all. Even if it makes you feel better, it's worth doing it. Even if it doesn't really have much effect, which I'm. Mm. Probably doesn't, but still, it makes you feel better. Yes, well, I mean, let's see if while we're there, before we leave the subject entirely, whether there are any cases for London that I can uh, uh, find. Let me have a look. Um, weirdly, it doesn't do it in. Um, uh, oh, look, I found Peterborough. Um, and there we go. It gives us a, a number for London. It might actually be uh, does, it do by, does it do it by borough? It might be by borough. Uh, Here you go, Harrow, Harrow 43. 43. Uh, Bromley, 42. Uh, Thurrock, 41. That's not um, So, really, Kingston-upon-Thames, 40. Um, it seems to yeah, me... Yeah, go Brent 38. Brent 38. Uh, Croydon 38. Um, okay, so, I mean, it's so phenomenal, it isn't it? looks as though, really, the numbers right across the country are generally hovering at similar levels. That's so it Bear in mind, that was the, the week case, uh, running up to uh, the 3rd of September rather than uh, um, this week. 
but uh, it shows you that at the moment it's a bit of a damp squib. And, and we hope all it remains for, that way. And that's all for news to me. Three. And uh, yes, that's all for today, folks. So once <laughs> again, <laughs> that's all, folks. <laughs> once again, thank you for everything, for all your support. Please yes. like and subscribe and leave a comment if you could. Yes, not the only trust that we need. Have a good support. day. Did you get that? No. Uh, I wouldn't have either.